Welcome to Pop On Leadership, a conversation with two friends who are obsessed with leadership development and the world of pop culture. So we decided to combine the two. I'm Kara Kirby. And I'm Virginia Martinez. We work with organizations all over the world to inspire and implement people-first practices. We're here to talk about navigating the workplace, and we do it through the lens of great television. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to have a special bonus episode for you as we wrap up our season on Ted Lasso. And this is a really special episode for me in particular because one of my childhood dearest friends is joining us. Oh, that like makes me almost like want to cry talking about it. Um, so my childhood friend, Chris Cook, is here with us today. And Chris has had an amazing career that you will hear about throughout this episode. He's been working in the TV and film and for the past 14 years on a myriad of shows. And he also worked on Ted Lasso. So um, we're going to hear all about him today. We'll have a, a behind the scenes conversation about Ted Lasso. And also, I think something we're also interested in is that your world is a lot different than ours, which is working in corporate America. And what do you see with some of these leadership behavioral things? Like, what does it look like behind the scenes of some of these shows that that we all know so well. And Virginia, I know that some of the shows that Chris has worked on, like you're just chopping at the bit to talk about. <laughs> so what are you most excited to hear about? No, 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 so many. And we'll definitely get to them because, I mean, just to add to your wonderful <laughs> intro, this is my first time meeting Chris. And like in preparation for this, I obviously looked up his IMDb. And not only in addition to the you know, Ted Lasso, which obviously prompted this, this conversation, but the movie Spirited, the Mysterious Benedict Society, which my children love, and I love the Fablemans, the shrink next door, I definitely want to talk about at some point. <laughs> um, and there's so much here. But guys, to you know, you know what Chris is associated with drunk history as well, if anyone is a, <laughs> a fan of that. So there's so much here. But um, I think the the first question, though, we want to ask you, and we and we try to set it up this way, not just for you, but for others, is we'd love for you to kind of explain what you do, but explain it as if you were talking to a kindergartner so that no matter who's listening can really understand what is your job. Well, hi, guys. Uh, coming to you live. <laughs> coming to you live from uh, from Hollywood, California. Uh, well, I, I, actually, I'm in Santa Monica. I'm like five miles away. But uh, coming to you live from Hollywood, California, where there's absolutely zero productions happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a nervous laughter because um, obviously the strikes have been happening um, since May. So the writer's strike happened. They settled. Thank God. The actors, oddly enough, um, today while we're talking, are back at the uh, negotiating table with the studios. Um, so fingers crossed, we'll we'll get this industry going again, yeah. um, so we can start to make these amazing shows um, that you know I'm so blessed to work on, and I'm so flattered that you guys enjoy. So um, this is my first podcast. So you guys are breaking my podcast virginity. Uh, so I'm. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, you know, I'll always remember this, uh, but, but, um, but no, thanks for having me and, you know, and Kara, this is so sweet to talk to you and, um, you know, it, it, it gives me chills and a little tear in my eye too, because it's like, I'm, I'm so proud of what you do as well. And, um, 
We've stayed friends over the years. We went to high school together. We went to senior prom together. Uh, you know, I was at your wedding, um, and and you know, you've met my wife, and and we've stayed really close, and and um, I think that's so important, and so cool, and so special. So, uh, I'm so happy to be here. No, oh, I love you so much. Oh. I'm so happy you're here too. No, love you too. <laughs> Love you too. Well, and, and as far as um, you know, explaining what I do uh, to a kindergartner, I would say, um, "Have you ever seen a movie?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those movies that you like. Uh, you know, I, I help make, um, and that's pretty simple, but it's kind of true. I mean, I, I help make these TV shows and movies um, in so many different ways. Um, my title is an assistant director. Um, I'm mostly second AD. So, um, you know, the director is, is usually called, you know, the fearless leader or, you know, the, 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 the head guy in charge that kind of makes all the decisions. But in reality, it's very much a group effort, a, um, a, a collaborative effort, um, both creatively and logistically. Um, so, you know, there's so much prep time and so much work and ideas getting thrown around and, um, meeting after meeting after meeting, as you can imagine, um, you know, from, from ideas about the script, um, with the writers, but the producers and directors and, and a lot of times assistant directors are in there as well. Um, so it's, it's an ever changing, you know, I hate the word organic, but it gets, it gets to be this kind of organic feeling of, will this work? What are we making? Is this going to be funny? Is this going to be good? We hope it is, um, but you never fully know. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, I also, to explain it to, okay, I did the kindergartner, but a lot of people that are my age don't understand what I do. And, and people go, oh, you're an assistant director. You get the director coffee. I'm like, you know, I will, but no, that's not really what I do. <laughs> it's, it's, I, did, I, I did that as a production assistant. I mean, we can talk about that later as far as how I got started. But an assistant director is similar to, like, and a, a manager of a, of a restaurant almost it's, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever served or worked in a restaurant, but it's, it's, it's kind of chaos too. I mean, I still have stress dreams about how I used to be being a waiter, <laughs> you know, not being able to get to my table and, 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 you know, people are yelling at you and, and asking you for this and asking you for that and things get broken and somebody gets burned in the kitchen or somebody walks out on their check or, you know, so a manager of a, of a, of a restaurant is very similar. Um, you know, but, but there's a lot of personalities involved too. So it's, it's managing people's personalities and expectations, um, but also kind of keeping on schedule too. So, um, you know, that's, that's about as kind of basic as I can sort of explain what I do, um, you know, without getting into the, the exact job duties, which, um, you know, is also, very complicated, but also um, it's fun. It's fun. That's great. I feel like I definitely have a new perspective or sort of evolved perspective or expanded perspective on what you do. Um, what would you say? I kind of, as you were sharing that, you sort of lit up at certain parts. I don't know, Carrie, you probably noticed that too, which makes us wonder, like, what what do you love about what you do? Well, you know, there's so much great energy um, and excitement that goes with it. Um, you know, and, and you get to work with, with some of your heroes, um, and you get to, 
kind of pinch yourself at times um, and go, gosh, I can't believe I'm, 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 I'm getting a call to, to work on Ted Lasso. I mean, I, that, and that's the thing. It's, I'm also a freelance person. So one day I can be, you know, surfing or playing golf and my phone will ring on the golf course and say, Hey, are you available next week to, you know, work on this show? And sometimes it's like, oh, well, what is it? Or, you know, and you ask them, what's the show? And they'll explain. It. And sometimes you go, well, yeah, that'd be great. I, I could, I, I would love to do that. Or sometimes you, you know, my friend, um, Jason, who called about Ted Lasso, it was like kind of one of those feelings where of like pure, like excitement and like, what? Like, I thought they shot that in England. And then they said, no, we're shooting it here in LA. We're shooting a portion in LA. And I was like, what? Like, you know, like pinch me. Like, this is incredible. This is one of, one of my favorite shows of all time. I mean, absolutely. Like sign me up. I'm ready to start. Let's go. You know? And, 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 and so that energy is so cool. Like, because I, one of the reasons why I got into this business is for, for moments like that. I mean, it's definitely not your standard nine to five by any means. There's, 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 times where I'll work really, really hard for three to four months or sometimes nine months on a project and then be completely off to um, just kind of recharge and rest and, and go to the gym and, um, you know, journal and exercise and kind of take care of yourself. And then because the hours are, are wild. Um, that's, I think the hardest part about our job is, we work such long hours. I mean, we always joke. It's like, instead of a nine to five, it's a five to nine. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll sing, you know, work in five to nine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, and then, and then we cry. Uh, you know, so, so it's, it's, um, but, but what I love about what I do again, it's like, you, you know, there's, like like getting to work on on some of these projects. I mean, when I first moved to LA, I, I I worked on that show Entourage, and again, that was one of my favorite shows at the time. Um, and I was a production assistant on that. And um, you know, I'd, I'd worked on a movie before that called The Other Guys, which is a Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg movie, um, directed by Adam McKay. And because I got along so well with Mark and his Entourage. They were asking me, well, what do you want to do after this? Are you going to stay in New York? Because other guys were shot in New York. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to stay in New York. Um, you know, I, I, the, 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 imagining myself taking a train at four in the morning, you know, or five in the morning or six in the morning to work was, sounds crazy. So I'm going to move to L.A. where I have family and where there's the beach and where there's sunshine and, and um, I can have my car. And, and they said – well, do you want to work on Entourage? And I was like, what? What, like, what, do, you, what do you mean? Are you, sure? Are you serious? You know, it's my favorite show. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just email me. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, great. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and I just remember showing up that first day in L.A. on my first set in, in, in Hollywood, um, you know, as they say. I was so nervous. Um, and so excited and so grateful, but like a, another kind of like pinch me moments that kind of got my career here in LA rolling because, um, you know, as a freelance person, 
you know, you're only good as your last job, as they say. And it's all about who you meet. And it's all about making those connections at work and proving yourself as a, as a person who can, can do a good job and that is reliable, that will be an asset to the team on the next show. And um, Chris, you make everybody laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think personality, you know, and, and laughter go a, a, a really long way. And, you know, I learned that from my mom who that's how I got in this business is my mom's a hairstylist and she's still doing it. Um, gosh, I think it's 45 years. Wow. Her, first movie, her first movie was the blues brothers back in the seventies. Wow. And, um, she's worked from everybody. Every, I mean, you can't watch a movie or a TV show without her going, I've worked with that person. I know that person. I did that. You know, it's it's so great and, and so wonderful. And I'd love to just jump. There's just a couple things here that you're saying that, like, um, you said something about, like, proving that you have value, being reliable. There's something else that you sort of shared through your stories. It's like being willing to start from a position of learning and admitting that you know nothing. And this is often sort of advice you would give anyone in any industry, right? Is like, but it's vague, right? So people are like, well, how do I prove I have value? How do I prove I'm reliable? How do I? Um, and so I'm, I'm curious, like, what does, when you say prove to be reliable and then people are going to want to work with you or build the connections you need to build, like, what are some ways that you showed folks like you can trust me? I'm reliable. If reliability is the thing, sort of the currency, one of the bits of currency that works for you in Hollywood, how have you proven to be reliable to others? Well, you know, I, I tell this to production assistants that are, or sort of working for me and, you know, working with me and, and, and starting out like I did is, you know, first, first step is just to show up. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and the second step is to show up on time. Uh, Cause you know, there's so many people in this business, as you can imagine, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of people that this business attracts that are, they, they, they want to be writers. They want to be actors. They want to be directors. They want to be very creative. And they think that this business is all like, Oh, well, let's just make this cool movie or let's just like make this funny show. But you, you have to remember that this is, this is a huge industry that is, 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 is multi, multi billion dollar industry that people are relying on you to, sh to show up and be professional and, and, you know, and, and, and show up with a smile and show up with positivity, show up with ready to work and, and, you know, yeah, make people laugh, use your personality, be nice, be kind, all the common sense stuff that, you know, you would think most people have, but I have to remind so many people starting this business that those, those exact things is, 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 is show up, be professional, pay attention. Um, and as far as 
showing your worth. It, it's 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 as simple as that, really. And 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 also, but be ready to learn too. I mean, I still tell people. Again, I I tell these you know young eager people that want to break into this industry is, is I still learn something every day from all these people that I've looked up to or and I, I look at these directors or producers or director of photographies and or and, and actors and I and I watch them work and I go that's a that's a really good thing they're doing there that's that's an amazing idea oh that that's that's how you do that or you know l- let me just kind of keep that in in the bank there and, and and use that and i've i've done that my whole career is i've learned from the greats i've i've been so lucky to just see these people work and and i i try to mimic that i really do i mean yeah. it's 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 something that you know you can just kind of be in the corner of the set and say, "Oh, I'm just a production assistant. I'm just going to be on my phone wait, waiting to be told what to do." Sure. But rather than doing that, I was always the the guy in there asking questions and talking to people and 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 looking at the script again and 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 you know asking questions and and being ready to go instead of. Well, I'll just be, you know, gazing off and, and you know, I'm, I'm over at craft service eating food and I'm just going to be there until you until you ask me to do something. So, yeah, I, I think to your to your question is, is, you know, sh- show up, be ready to learn and, and, and show enthusiasm. And, and I really think that that goes a long way. Chris, the corporate speak, by the way, because uh, we do like classes on teaching people to think like that. Um, so, <laughs> which probably sounds really weird, but it's called having a growth mindset, like versus a fixed mindset. So, like, we get people together and say, like, this: you need to approach these situations with curiosity and realize that, like, you're always growing and you're always learning. But I just thought that that's that's funny because what you're describing is something that's taught a lot of like you can you are you can look at this situation in a different way yeah there are things within your control yeah that's the other thing a lot of people often when they're frustrated with their job is like it's so out of my control it's like well you can control what time you get there you can control the questions you ask you know you can control whether you seek out a mentor which I'm really curious if you have you know you were saying that you ask these questions and you look up to people that you've learned so much have you do you have a mentor or two that you've had along the way? Oh gosh. Well, that's the beauty and amazement of this business is again, you work with so many people and you work with, with a lot of bad people. I've worked (laughs) with so many, so many um, directors, writers, producers um, that you just go, Ay, ay, ay. Like I just, uh, no, no leadership skills, no bad communicators, um, bad energy, um, you know, non-friendly, non-collaborative type minds. And, but, but luckily the good has outweighed the bad. And I've tried to really kind of focus on finding those people that I really like to work with telling them how much I loved working with them 
and, and telling them how much I appreciate them hiring me and telling them that I would love to do it again and please hire me again on your next project. And I would mm-hmm. absolutely love it. And, um, but you know, I, I basically, my mentors have now kind of become my friends, which is, a, which is unbelievable. Um, and I, I, I keep in contact with them. I mean, that's, again, that's, I'm, I'm freelance. So it's, that's kind of how you get your job. It's like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking you're my mentor, but also you're my friend and let's have a beer and let's watch some baseball or let's watch some soccer and, you know, or let's go to a concert. Um, and, and those types of people are the ones that, that I can ask questions in those moments of, Hey, so when you were in my position as a production assistant, you know, these are the questions I would ask, or as an assistant director in the DGA, which is directors guild of America, I will say, what did you do here? Or, um, you know, what would you do in my situation? Cause some, a lot of times you'll be working on different shows. So I'll say, this is happening with this actor. This is happening with this crazy director. What should I do? You know, and I've asked a lot of my friends, you know, Aaron Fitzgerald, he's another AD of my friend of mine who I would say, gosh, this, this woman's really, or man is really giving me a hard time. And, and she really thinks I'm not good at my job. And he says, well, remind remind her that you're on this you're there for her and you're on her team Mm. and little reminders like that a little little nuggets of of people that have 10 plus more experience 20 years more experience than me um you know is is so valuable um but then you know you 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 also have people that are not assistant directors um but are also in a different type of leadership role and and i would say will farrell is a huge mentor of mine um, he has helped me along the way in so many ways, along with his, his producing partner, Jessica Elbaum, who has given me work. And I'll, I'll, I'll say, Hey, I'm available. I'd love to work on your next movie. And they'll say, sure. Um, you know, and I, and I, every time I'm, I'm just so thrilled. And again, I pinch myself and go, this is incredible that this person who I've loved for you know so long that is willing to answer questions, give me opportunities, um, and, and kind of show me the way. Um, and, and, and he's navigated this business so well, I think. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of mentors. Most of them are assistant directors and producers, but there's people like Will and there's other great actors that I just have looked up to and, and have been able to kind of get in their ear and, and learn a lot from. Chris, before we get um, into the topic of the hour, this is this is like actually so special too for me to hear because like I, I've never heard these stories from you, so it's just awesome. But I do have a question about like you you mentioned earlier that there are people that show up that are like the opposite of Will Ferrell. What what yeah. happens in these environments when there is like a destructive leader or there's just people with like destructive like habits? and energy like I know what we do in corporate America right and yeah. and sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does but like what happens in this industry whatever because I can only imagine that it just has just like crazy impacts on all the people that are trying to make these projects and and just to pile on really really or piggyback rather onto that question is that as you were I actually wanted to go to the same place Kara because as you were talking about that when Kara and I see these types of leaders that are so toxic or destructive, 
like not only are like, okay, what can be done? But we often ask ourselves like, how the heck did you get this far in your career behaving this way? Like, how is this allowed? And so when you brought up that sort of not only are we curious here, sort of the impact is has, but like your theory on why it's allowed or how they, they even get to the place they are behaving that way. Oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I'm smiling um, at it, but I'm also uh, grimacing um, <laughs> at the same time. It's this business has so many people like that. This, the complete polar opposite of, of, of somebody um, like a Will Ferrell or these great first ADs and directors that I've worked with. Um, and it does create a complete – you hit the, 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 the needle on the head there. It creates a toxic environment, 100%. Um, and it's destructive to the project. That's another word that, I, that, that really brought up memories too. And it's like when you have people like that it, in any, any job, in, you know, in, in corporate America, in, in any, any, any kind of job, in a restaurant, in, in a school, if you're a teacher, I mean, you have you know, principals that are terrible for the school or administrators that are terrible for the school or whatever. Um, it's, it's so tough. And so when you, when you have somebody like that, like, let's just say like the, the actor is unprepared, is late, is rude, um, is not, um, grateful for the crew and, and how hard they're working. It, it creates a terrible environment. And when you show up to work, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a tough vibe as you can imagine. In, again, in any job, it's like, Oh boy, like, Hey, this is, this is going to be a day, you know? Mm. And, 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 I, and yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I have to imagine if you're early on in your career, like you're just starting out as a production assistant and you're around that, right. Going back to this, like, I want to be valuable. I want to be reliable. It must be very hard to be like, what am I doing wrong? Like, how am I going to, it's, you know, like trying to figure out what's me versus what's this actor. And when you're very early on in your career, it's hard to distinguish. You just keep thinking you personally are failing versus like, okay, the, these conditions are not setting me up to be successful. Right. I have to You're imagine. Right. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying it like, you know, I'm, the junior folks on the crew must also be like, Oh no, am I, do I stink at my job? <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, early on, you know, when I first started this business, I, I did have those feelings of like, oh, no, like, am I am I failing here? Like, I, I've I've upset them. And, you know, they'll, they'll say, no, 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 it's not you. It's it's them. And, and you're doing great. And, and, you know, keep your head down and, and just, you know, kill them with kindness. And, and, and uh, you, you know, you're you're doing great. Keep at it. It's 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 the nature of the show. And there's times where I've, I've stepped foot on a show that's already um been 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 filming and um a lot of people will say well this this is a disaster this show so mm. you know get ready you know it's a shit show so get ready you know and, or or you know the wheels have come off you know what i mean when, <laughs> yep and, and, like. yeah the wheels have come off and you know the thing about it is is it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of of saying well it's a shit show i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um i'm gonna kind of half-ass it or i'm gonna just go well uh, whatever but it, it, that's to me when you just kind of buckle down and go 
all right, you know what? This isn't this isn't the fun comedy that you're doing with with a great actor. This is this is a, a TV show that is maybe not even that good, and, and maybe the actor knows that too, and maybe that's why the actor is is so is so pissy and not wanting to do that scene or wanted to just stop and rewrite the scene um, just because they're they're in a mood um, or they want to be late and they they go you know what I'm not going to commit to this show I, I I'm just going to kind of phone it in and and it it really is t- it makes it hard. It makes it so hard. It really does. Yeah. We often say that those really kind of bad teams or bad projects or bad companies, you at least learn more about yourself, like what you will and will not stand for, what you will and will not negotiate, what you will and will not, you know. Um, so there is that. I mean, as as painful as those moments can be, like you're still kind of becoming more confident in yourself, even if it doesn't feel that way in the moment. Right. Um, I, right. I don't want you to name names, you know, because I don't want to get. Oh, I'll name them. And... <laughs> <laughs> List them out. Let's go. Let's spill the tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's safe. Nobody. I will say, okay. So this is one of my stories of whenever we were, when we were kids, but Chris's mom did our hair and makeup for prom. And it was like, we thought, we thought we were the coolest by the way, one of the funniest moments of my life was like, she put makeup on me and she looked at me and she goes, Oh, you're kind of pretty. And I was like, <laughs> that story will never um, stop cracking me up. Um, oh but, my gosh. Yeah, but, she my was, <laughs> but she was doing our hair and makeup and she was spilling the tea about about people to us. And, and it was like, we were like, oh my God, this is the closest to famous people we'll ever get to. <laughs> <laughs> With that in mind, knowing that it, it, it it's, it's in your bloodline here, you, you don't have to name the <laughs> names, but I was curious. I was just going to ask you to name some shows or movies or productions you've worked on where we can maybe guess the actor that was well that might get you in trouble (laughs) well uh, you know it's it's one of those things where you uh, let me think here you know it's funny about the mind is is and it's a blessing it's like you you really do block out the bad um in your life and 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 the, the the positive kind of rises to the top which which i think has been proven you know in scientific journals and stuff about the brain and and i think that that's cool so you know it's actually a hard question a lot of people ask like who was the worst you've ever worked with and i'm like <laughs> oh gosh i don't know i mean everybody's been pretty but i mean in the moment you know i i would turn around on the set and talk to somebody and go I hate that guy. <laughs> oh God, what a dick! Or oh God, what a what is his deal? Oh God, you know you're God's gift. Great, congratulations! You're an actor on a TV show. Wow, saving lives here. You know, um, but it's tough. I mean, this is what I'll say. I will say that when you work on all these different shows. The people that I find to be the most difficult are the ones, the actors, um, that are trying to make it. 
that are oh that's interesting that that are desperate to be these a-listers right interesting yeah and so you get these these actors that aren't really the the star of the show that end up giving you these problems and you go what like you're not you're not the star here buddy you're you know like you let's go like like let's get to let's get to set here stop hanging out in your trailer like come out of your trailer let's go um so interesting let me just draw this i know you're thinking the same thing virginia but like like in our world chris like the people who do show that like desperation that insecurity like they're trying to like get up to the top of the organization are always your problem children because like they they're like i have to be this like big tough guy and like be like this and that and they don't realize that they're causing a path of destruction like it's such a human experience that goes across industries and the reason being they're not motivated well i mean you we can't judge everyone's motivations but what we can say most of the time (laughs) but but if if the, if they are motivated by fear, right? If it's a fear-based motivation, like I don't want to be irrelevant. I don't want this to be my last shot. I don't want, you know, whatever, to just ruin my chances. Like it's a it's a fear-based thing, right? Mm-hmm. That based on insecurities or whatever, lack of self-confidence. Yeah, it it comes out and manifests in really bad behaviors where people are just acting the way you described. Yeah, it's so true. And so then, you, you know, what I've said to people before is like, w- w- there's a reason why you're an A-lister, right? So you've, 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 paved, you've paved the way for yourself and you've been professional since day one. Um, and you've been this person who, who has shown up, prepared, um, it, it treats people with respect appreciates the craft of every department, um, appreciates the hair and makeup and costumes that make you look good, you know, because you hear these stories of, of, of people being so rude to the hair, makeup and costumes. It's like, why, why wouldn't do that? These are the people that are trying to make you look good. You know what I mean? And, you know, you're rude to the camera people who make you look good with their, with their, their, their shots, you know, and it's, 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 it's so silly to me. And, and earlier this year, I, I'm just trying to think of the people that I've worked with recently. Um, one of my, again, pinch me childhood hero moments, like pinch little Chris, is <laughs> I worked on um, this, this, show, this movie that's coming out on Netflix called Unfrosted. And it's um, directed by Jerry Seinfeld. And he is, again an amazing guy and, 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 and hilarious in person and so nice and thanked us every day. And that just was, was just everything to me and, you know, and, and getting to work with somebody like that. And, and, and again, it goes both ways. So if I'm respect begets, begets respect, right? So he could tell I respected him and he respected me. And, you know, at the end of the day, to be thanked by somebody like that, he doesn't have to thank me. You know what I mean? Um, but he does. And and I again, at the end of the, at the end of the project, I said, you know, Jerry, I just want to say it was such an honor to work with you. Um, and and thank you. I just want to thank you for all the comedy over the years um, because it means so much to the world and means so much to me. And I, I think 
the, you know, you, you think, oh, I don't want to bug these guys. They're huge. They've heard that their whole life. They've heard that their whole career. You know, I don't want to tell Will Fairley's funny. How many times do you think people have told him he's funny? You know, but but you know what? We're doing these. these we're, we'll do these these scenes, and I'll say, "God, that was funny, Will." And I'm like crying, <laughs> laughing, and 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 you can tell he genuinely appreciates it. You know, and he goes, and, and there's times where the, these people will say, "I'll say, God, that was a good scene. God, that was incredible." And they'll look at me and they'll go, you think? You think so? You really? And I'll go, yeah. And and in a way, I think it's them kind of judging like, well, all right, well, if this guy likes it, if this assistant director, Chris, likes it, then maybe other maybe other, maybe other, other people will. You know what I mean? Because ulti- ultimately, ultimately the, the, the human ego is there and, and people do want to hear that. I don't think it ever gets old being told. You're good at your job. You're you're making me laugh. You're making me yeah. cry. You're it's the power you're of appreciation. Yeah, yeah words of absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, so that that kind of I, I really do kind of try to focus on the positive. And there's been some nightmares. I mean, but there's there's also some some cool people out there, and um, you know, so it's 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 cool. Um. um but yeah. Speaking of, speaking of um, great people you worked with, very early on when we started this this conversation, when we talked about how you got onto Ted Lasso, you said your friend Jason called you. Now, for our listeners, <laughs> we need to clarify. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You know Jason Sudeikis? Sorry. That, that is my friend Jason Kemp, my dear friend Jason Kemp. He is a first AD. Um, he did Modern Family. He did uh, – he's done Mandalorian. Um, really great guy. So he's the one who called me and, and he called and he said, Hey buddy. I'm like, Hey, how are you? Oh my God. I miss you. Like, how's it going? Like, how's life? How's your kid? How's, you know, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so I got this Ted Lasso, uh, thing going. And so that's my friend, Jason Kemp, not, yeah, not Jason nice. Sudeikis, but <laughs> well, I, knew, I knew our listeners would be curious if we didn't clarify that, but switching gears to Jason Sudeikis and the crew, um, you know, Karen and I have dedicated, you know, how many episodes now? Um, 20, 34 episodes to unpacking every single, the you know, season one, all 10, season two, all 12, season three, all 12, um, to unpacking everything in Ted Lasso. So clearly we are fans, right? We've done other things. We've talked about the bear, Emily in Paris, um, but that has been the main focus. And so we obviously are so curious right um about your experience on that show and i i guess one thing that i've always been curious about because kara and i sort of you know off the cuff or just bouncing off the hip or whatever always like make these assumptions about the writers or we imagine the writers room and we're like we imagine those writers must have been thinking about this or meanwhile we have no clue right (laughs) we don't know but um the reason a lot of times, feel- a lot of times you're yeah. right. In some way. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's good absolutely. to know. Absolutely. Um, but we're like the Amsterdam feeling- scene. Chris, was that just all the girl writers got into a room? Do you know? Do you know the process behind well, that one? <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know that actually. I mean, again, I I worked I worked very briefly on Ted Lasso, sadly, but you know, I, I'm still so grateful, but. 
you know, I, I didn't have enough time to really ask those kind types of specific <laughs> writing questions, but, but I mean, you know, I will, well, this is what I'll tell you. So this is actually interesting. So when, when I got hired on, we were working at a Warner brothers, we were in an office and, um, a lot of the people came over from the UK, a lot, you know, producers and, and, and for instance, he, so one of the producers came into our AD office, AD assistant directors, um, and he was just he was just talking to us, very very nice British man, um, and he was telling us the story of this last season. And again, I go into this going, oh, this must be the best show to work on. It's so magical. It's so uplifting. It's so motivational. It's so sweet. And I've you know I cry multiple times. The music's amazing. The acting's amazing. The way it's shot is amazing. Every character is so complex and beautiful and mm. special. And, and again, I don't, to be honest, I really don't like a lot of shows. I really don't. And there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of bad ones out there. And there's, but this one in particular, I was a little late to the, to, to the, um, to the Ted Lasso train, but I, I caught up very quickly um, and realized, um, you know, my wife and I realized this is like our favorite show. And again, I, uh, I'd never ever thought I'd work on it because it's shot in England and they have their own assistant directors there. Um, and so to get asked again, to be, to, to work on it is, was thrilling, thrilling, thrilling beyond, you know, anything I could imagine. And I thought, well, it's gotta be great. And so anyway, this very nice man comes into our office and, and starts telling us how tough it's been and how, uh, dysfunctional it's been and how, um, you know, Jason just watch out for him. Uh, you know, if he comes onto the set and he starts to kind of mess with his mustache, you know, and, and, and if he starts looking around and he starts kind of stroking his little Ted Lasso famous mustache on TV, <laughs> watch out. Cause that means he doesn't like something. That means he doesn't like the set. That means he doesn't like the script. That means he doesn't like the words that he's supposed to say or this character is supposed to say um, or the vibe of the set or maybe the set's too loud. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't like, um, you know, how the extras are. So he was basically like setting us up for success, but also warning us yeah. of some of the, the things um, you know, so it's, it's tricky. And, and so then I kind of went immediately went, Oh, all right, well, let's, let's focus here. Let's, let's not, let's not, uh, have him come on the set and, and, and get nervous and, and start stroking his mustache there. <laughs> yeah. And is um, that Chris, is that Chris? Cause like Jason had such a strong vision for what he wanted the show to be that, I mean, I don't know. Again, we're making this yes. assumption that this was like a collaborative effort. You know, at, at the end of every episode, they show you slightly different writers. Phoebe's often one of them, but you know, Brett writes. And anyway, point being, it seems like a very collaborative effort. So one would assume that Jason is open to many, many different ideas and collaborators and perspectives. That is the impression we get. But if you're saying that sometimes he comes on as like, this isn't how I pictured it. Is it because he just held so tightly to the vision that he imagined for Ted Lasso? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, he you know he helped develop the show. He's a writer on the show. He's a producer on the show. He's 
Um, he's, he's an actor on the show and all with all of that comes huge responsibility. And I can only imagine because I've never been in his shoes, but it's just, it's, it never ceases to amaze me because you go, gosh, like watching the show, you know, you have to assume that it's just all like, you know, you hear the score of the show and you, you think oh, I'm going to be on the set and just, it's just going to be just like that. I know it is. It has to be. But no, it's not. I mean, it's it's you're still making a TV show. Making a TV show is really, really hard. And I think, especially a successful Emmy-winning, Golden Globe-winning show, with that becomes more weight, right, and more um, expectation. And 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 to to after season one, it was a perfect yeah. show. And then you know, it's like, how do you how do you keep the perfection going? How do you right. keep the magic going? And I think that that is so tough. Um, so I can only imagine what he's what what they're going through yeah. and, and 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 the pressure and the stress of that. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily. I mean, I I don't know how I would be. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I um, and I you know I. I, to go back to your question of the writers, what I wanted to tell you was this one of the, the, this producer was saying that they actually stopped, I believe, don't, don't quote me, but I, I believe that they stopped writing and, and stopped the show after the Amsterdam episode because they didn't like where it was going. Mm. Um, and they, they didn't, they, they wanted to take a break and kind of step back. And, and they took, I, I, I think they took several months to kind of refocus and re reorganize their thoughts on where the show wanted to go. And because going into it, they said it was going to be their last season. So it's very tough to imagine them going, Oh, how are we going to wrap this up perfectly for our audience that loves this show so much and cherishes the show? So I think that it was smart of them. Um, in my opinion, I think it got better after that episode. Yes, totally. Uh, I think it got Absolutely. much better. And I think they started to really kind of have a clear thought of, of, of where this is going and where it was going to going to end. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, but before Ted Lasso really fast, I, I have a couple of funny Jason Sudeikis stories. I don't know if you guys want to hear that. <laughs> sure. Yes, of course. <laughs> Okay, so one, I was a production assistant on the movie The Campaign. Mm-hmm. I remember Chris, that. Yeah, yeah. It's Zach Galifianakis, Will Ferrell, Jason Sudeikis, um, directed by Jay Roach, who's amazing. Um, and I was a, just a production assistant, but I went down to New Orleans where they were shooting it, and I I wasn't working on it yet. When they came to LA, they I worked on it there, but um, went down to New Orleans to visit my mom. She was working on the campaign and. I met Jason and I'd met him before he'd come to visit on the other guys. He came to visit, which I met him then he was still on Saturday night live then. And then when he came, he came to visit on Anchorman two, which we were shooting in Atlanta. Um, and I, I said, Hey Jason, you know, uh, good to see you. How you been? He goes, good days and bad. But that's hilarious to me. I, I still say that to people sometimes just to throw them off, you know, I say, like, Hey, how are you doing? Good days and bad. Um, but he's, he was very, very nice. Um, you know, and I mean, anyway, in new Orleans, we, 
we played basketball and it was Jason was playing. Will was playing. Zach, uh, Zach Galifianakis was playing, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> so I'm playing basketball with these guys because oftentimes on the on the Will movies, we would play every weekend basketball, and um, which is always so fun and great. And um, there's a game and there was a game in L.A. every Wednesday we'd play and it was super fun. So basketball was kind of our thing. But so anyway, they go, well, Chris, you're going to guard Jason. And I'm like, oh, God, because he, amazing basketball player. Um, I believe he he went to went to Kansas and I, I think he tried to, to walk on the basketball team. I mean, amazing basketball player. And he, I had to guard him and he was just draining threes in my face like <laughs> And I'm trying to guard him, and I'm like, God, and I'm like, Chris, come on, like, let's go, guard him. It's, it was just impossible. Um, and you know, and then I saw him a couple years after that at Adam McKay's 50th birthday party, and he was um, still with Olivia Wilde, and he was super nice. Um, his, Olivia was very, very sweet. And, you know, I was with my wife and we were chatting with him and he was showing me pictures of his kids and, and really, really sweet guy. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I had this sense of, Oh gosh, Ted Lasso. Yes. It's going to be great. I, I, I know quoting air quoting <laughs> Jason a little bit and I can't wait to see him and talk to him and, um, kind of, you know, chat with him and, 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 and so, you know, thrilled. So he, we started to prep this episode, the very last scene of Ted Lasso, this whole last sequence of him Ooh. returning home. Um, and I thought this will be great. And so the scene was the, the, the first big scene we were going to do is, is Ted on the field with coaching his son, um, with his ex-wife, um, Andrea Anders, who's so sweet. Uh, so we had to prep this huge, huge, huge day. Of, we had like 180 to 200 um, little soccer player kids oh my to be on that field. Yeah. And and we had to shoot it on a weekend because we needed the kids because the kids were in school. Um, and we shot it at this field up in um, Santa Clarita, which is north of L.A., supposed to be Kansas, but it was here in LA and huge day. The world cup was also happening. Um, and it was, which was also like a cool, like, like, you know, all these things were just aligning and, and it was a Saturday and, you know, we had all these kids and it was huge. And they said, all right, well, we're going to let Jason, he want, he doesn't want to start. We're, we're planning the whole sequence. And, we say, well, when do we want to start? And we say, well, we got to start early. We need to start early. And then Jason says, well, I wanna, I'm not going there without watching the World Cup. And I, I think that these kids would probably want to watch the World Cup, too, because it's U.S. versus the Netherlands, which I thought was awesome. Um, and so we all right. Well, let's 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 start a little later. Let's let Jason and some of these kids watch the World Cup. And and um, I had it on and, and in, the, in the trailer I was working out of. And it was just such an exciting day because the show is about soccer. And we're, we're, we're shooting this soccer show and, and, and the World Cup's on. The U.S. is playing. I mean, it's just like such an emotional day. Um, and, you know, Jason shows up and 
I go, well, let me just greet them. Usually a lot of times there's a base camp PA, the base camp production assistant, which is where base camp is, is where the actors get ready and dressed and all that stuff. So I meet him and I say, Jason, hey, how are you? You know, it, it, it's Chris. We played basketball together and I saw you at Adam McKay's birthday party. And again, he was he was focused. He was focused on the show. He didn't really want to chit chat, which is fine. And, and you know, it, it, we, we got him ready. He, we, we, we cut his beard down, got it. They, they, they made his mustache ready to go and got him ready. And, and it was it was fantastic. And I said, hey, let's we're ready. So we went to the field and um, we started shooting kind of the last the last scene of the show, which is which is cool. But he was focused. I mean, you know, very nice guy. The point is, is very nice guy in kind of a social setting. But when it when it comes to work, he was he was focused. Yeah, I mean, I think we can we can definitely um, relate to people who sort of not that they have Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type differences, but they have a work personality and then they have a, a outside of work personality. And there's overlap, you know, but there's mm-hmm. when I'm here this is my focus. And when I'm outside, I can relax a little bit, you know? And so I think that happens to a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. There's, there's this kind of thing you tell yourself in the head, your head of like, Oh, well, well, he's going to be, you know, like this speaks to a lot of different shows that I've worked on. It's like, he's going to be, you know, Ted Lasso when he's on the set of Ted Lasso. Yeah, he is when the cameras roll, but other mm, times he's the producer. Yeah, He's a producer. He's the writer. He wrote the last episode, you know, you know, down to a T, down to, in the, in the script, in the script, he even had the song he wanted the show to end with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I love the show so much. A lot of times is the first thing I do is read the script. And, you know, I I feel embarrassed to say that I didn't, I didn't read the full script because I didn't want to, I didn't want to ruin it for myself. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to know how it ends without watching it Uh. and sitting down. Yeah, you know, so I kind of read the scenes we were shooting, and that's it. I mean, it makes Um, what you said about sort of the writing team, and don't worry, we won't quote you, but if it is, you know, true, is makes a lot of sense because Kara and I have been saying, like, what is up with this first half, this third, like, and we loved Ted Lasso, but it just felt like where are we going with this? And it feels like two separate halves, right? And so that really makes that was the break. That was the break they took. And we're like, and we've said this in our podcast, it's like, if there's, there's a clear turning point after episode six, because then like, seven is with, with, you know, um, Sam and the restaurant and his dad. And it's just like, it's, you're like, okay, now this is the Ted Lasso I love. And not that we didn't love glimmers of the first five episodes, don't get us wrong, but it felt... Yeah, like maybe they were trying so hard with, I think there's a lot of pressure, like you said, to tie up that final season that it just, that trying to hardness came through and it just felt so foreign in some ways. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that was that break that, that I was told about. And I think um, it was important that they did that. And a lot of times you go, oh, like what a dysfunctional show. They had to like shut down to and stop shooting to kind of refocus. But I mean, I'm so glad they did. Yeah. You know, because – it's 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 tough. It's tough. It's really really hard to make a show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the saying: don't ever put process ahead of purpose, or at least while you can. And mm. if their purpose was to deliver a really great final season, 
but they were willing to say like, okay, this might mean we release it later. It might mean extra costs. Mm -hmm. It might, but we can't stick to this process and like forget our purpose here. Right. If it doesn't feel right. And so that's, that's admirable because it's not an easy, when it comes down to a business decision, I'm sure they got a lot of pushback. Right. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. It is a and huge the fans cost. Were and there's, clamoring. There's... Yeah, the schedule to yeah to put it out you know at a, on schedule and, and and you know people have such intense schedules. All those actors have become more famous and and they have other projects and other things happening. Mm. So it's hard to kind of shut down like that. But um you know they they ultimately I think came back and and, and came back strong. And I I think the way it ended was so sweet. And, so sweet. Yeah. You know, and, and another little little story I have to tell is is because it was on a Saturday. Um, my wife is a school teacher. She was a. I said, "Well, you love the show. Why don't you come be an extra?" She's like, "Well, I don't know." I said, no, no, you have to come on. And so she did, and I brought her, and and um, she she was super nervous, and and we we got our little hair and makeup, and I I sat her right next to Andrea Anders, who plays Ted's um, ex wife wife. And, you know, so we, we actually could see her in the one of the last one of the last shots. She's sitting right next to um, Andrea, Ted's wife. And, you know, so as I'm watching it, I first of all, I'm so emotional because it's such an emotional show. And the fact that I got to work on it randomly and the like you know, the fact that they shot 99.9% in England and the, the other point percent was here. And I was able to be a part of it and help plan this last episode, last scene and, and to get my wife in it. And it was just, you know, I was just like, just, just, just sobbing at the end of that. Aww. And it was like, it was so cool. And, and, you know, interesting enough, we, we have a, a two month old now. And at the time we didn't, we didn't realize that she was pregnant. And so she oh was actually gosh. pregnant there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she was pregnant there. So it's just such a special, like all around experience, um, you know, and, and I'll treasure it. And, and, you know, and I, I got this email from them saying, you're going to actually be in the credits. Right. And I said, well, that's cool. They don't, they didn't have to, cause we didn't really work on the majority of the episode. Um, but we actually shot a series of things. Like we shot some stuff of them on the green screen, reacting to stuff during the games. Um, we shot some like insert shots, um, you know, that they used in other episodes. So anyway, they said, we're going to give you credit in the last two episodes. So I watched the last two episodes and my name isn't there. And I'm like, what? No, <laughs> I'm heartbroken. You know, and I, I'm supposed to say second AD, Chris Cook, you know, and my friend, first AD, Jason Kemp. And, it didn't show it. So I actually emailed the DGA Directors Guild and I said, hey, I got this email from the from you guys, the Directors Guild, saying I'd be in the credits that the, the production promised. And it was I wasn't there. And they said, well, let, we'll, we'll investigate that and we'll get back to you because if they didn't give you credit, the, there's usually some sort of monetary kind of payment if they didn't give you credit. And so cut to a couple months later, I said, hey, I kind of thought about it and I I re revisited it. And I said, whatever happened with the credit, you know, debacle. And they emailed me back. Oh, they edited it 
and it is now in there. Awesome. So I went, what? So what's the crazy part is, is they already put it on Apple. I watched the whole season. And then after I watched it, I, I go, well, I got to see. There's no way because it's already been up. I don't get it. So I, we went back and I looked, sure enough, the last two episodes at the end says my name. And so they had to re-edited it and put it back on Apple. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Which is, which is so crazy. It's, integri- it's like, integrity right there. Yeah. That's integrity. Yeah. So absolutely integrity. And, you know, so very, very cool. But, um, Chris, we, we are coming near the end of our time together. We appreciate all these amazing stories you've given us um, and all sort of shared experiences. But we have sort of two questions before we wrap up. Sure. And we can keep it for both. One is really quick. Who's your favorite character on Ted Lasso? In mm. fictional, fictional, <laughs> not the actor. But. I mean, I got to love Ted. I, I You know, I've he's 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 the 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 driving force of the show i think i mean shows titled after him and he's hilarious um and and the way he leads the team in in such a positive way and and with with humor and 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 love and kindness and um i i just i just i love that character so much and even though he doesn't know much about soccer or football he he knows how to lead the team in other ways. And, yeah. and that's, that was just so, that's what made the show so fun. So, yeah. so definitely, uh, yeah. definitely Ted. And uh, yeah, I got to say that. I don't know. I, I, a close second would be you know, Roy Kent, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all so good. They're all so, so good. So good. For sure. It's so hard to choose. I know. Ke- Keely's fantastic. Um, you know, the, the, the arc of, of, of Jamie Tart was so cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those, those, they're all <laughs> yeah. so great. It's hard, but, but, it's, it's hard to choose. We know. Yeah. But Jason playing Ted is, is definitely my favorite. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then one thing that we love to ask our guests is, and you just said you don't like that many TV shows. <laughs> However, of the ones that you would recommend we watch or that we talk about mm. or that our listeners watch, any shows you'd recommend? Um, well, the same producers did um, Shrinking. Have you guys watched Shrinking? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love it. I love, I, I love that show. That was, that was a really special show. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying the bear. I, I know you guys are all involved in that. And I just, I love, I love that show very much. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. that's Jeremy Allen White is, is the person I worked with on shameless and I'm, I'm so happy for him and, yeah. and, um, he's killing it. And, um, gosh, what else? I mean, really, I, 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 if you guys watched on Amazon, um, jury duty, yeah. <laughs> that was that was so bizarre and crazy and hilarious. i haven't done it yet it's on my list oh yeah yeah it's so oh, weird you should watch it it's so weird um, but it is also uplifting like just i can't believe how they had sort of this open call via craigslist to find the guy that eventually was ronald right this real person that how much they lucked out that it was him in in that versus any other person who would have been probably a jerk, you know. So it's 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 really 
it's so funny, but super heartwarming as you go through it too. Because of that guy. Also, if you guys haven't watched The Shrink Next Door, you got to watch that too. That's a great. Okay, I tried because I love Paul Rudd and I love Will Ferrell and I love anything that takes place in New York, but it broke my heart. It made me so I had like secondhand, um, not embarrassment, but like secondhand, like oh no, don't do that to him. He's that I had to stop halfway through, and I, I it pains me, but I just it just hurt me too much to watch. Will Ferrell's character be taken advantage like that? Ugh. I know it was sad. It's a sad story, dark comedy for sure, like based on a podcast, which I found interesting. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, it's, but it, uh, amazing. It was, it was sad. Yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah those, those guys did great. Yeah, absolutely. So good that I was like, don't do that to the truth. Yes, you know, I, I, like, know. I know. I so know. Emotional. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. I know. Oh. Oh God! What what are uh, you guys like in these days? Give me give me some good shows you guys are into. My summer recommendations. Uh, we really like the Silo. It's not a comedy or anything. Oh, cool! That was a that was a cool Apple. show. Yeah, um, yeah. Platonic was good. What else have we been watching that's good lately? I've yeah. been down this horrendous hole of watching cult documentaries, which I do not recommend. <laughs> No, scary, especially if you're watching it at night. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Yeah. Kara doesn't like it because she kind of sees herself in the cult leaders and is questioning. No. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, I'm teasing. it's not that. It's just that, like, I, I do think that there is a lot of things that people do every day that is, like, undue influence. And so oh, like, gosh, you, yeah. like, you watch this, you watch this kind of stuff and read about, like, the playbook of it. And you're like, Whoa! <laughs> I think what really because I got into these documentaries because Kara was like reading so many books about it and starting to watch it so I started watching documentaries and I am teasing you you are not a cult leader <laughs> I could I, be I'm, I'm charismatic I'm charismatic as fuck you know like, <laughs> let me tell you you can be whatever you put your mind to and I believe you would be a wonderful cult leader if that's the path you chose and, so and and, but I, I don't think you're more of a cult leader than I am, but, the, but my point being, but my point being that the, the, the tips and tricks and the language they use, there are so many parallels to like executive leadership coaching. They're like, whoa, yes. and you're like, you like start like, I'm like, shit, I think I told someone that once and they're using it to recruit cult members. And I'm like, ah, so it really has opened your eyes to sort of like how people influence each other, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Like the, if, the, if you know better, you do better. And there's a lot of things I've changed already. Like of being like, Nope, that's culty. <laughs> um, not about cults and I don't, not a documentary, but I'm excited. It just came out on Netflix neon. It's about a reggaeton uh, aspiring musician. So I'm excited. Takes place in Miami. Really? Oh yeah, I've I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but it, that yeah. looks very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the movie I'm the most excited to to see that I read the book is called The Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Martin Scorsese. Right. Yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Robert De Niro, and I cannot wait to see that. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to get a babysitter and go see that in the theater because it, it's gonna be. Good. 
believe it's going to be on Apple, but uh, I want to see it in the theater. It looks yeah. the story is incredible. That book is incredible. If if you what's it called? The Killers of the Flower Moon, and it's about the Osage Indians and um, how much oil they had and how um, it was it was taken from them. And they slowly the Osage tribes slowly started to get killed off because of the oil money. And um, it basically was the start of the FBI because they, they needed to investigate these murders and there was so much money behind it. And it also um, was the start of the Texas Rangers. Um, they, they went up to Oklahoma and started kind of investigating all these, these crimes. It's incredible, incredible story. The book's fantastic. And I'm sure Scorsese did an amazing job and DiCaprio is always the best. So I can't wait to see that. I think I've, I think I've they've started to release um, trailers for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's out in theater. It got it came out on the twentieth. Okay, um, it's in theaters now, and I think in November, October twentieth, it came out in theaters, and I think in November it's going to be on Apple. So, awesome. Yeah, good stuff. All right, my brother. Thank you so much. Oh, Kara. Oh, we appreciate you so much. This was so cool to learn about everything that you've been doing, and this was so special. So, thank you so much for doing this. So special, and gosh, thank you for having me on. And and Kara, I miss you, and and um, love you too. And 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 Emily says hi. And oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I will. I'm excited for your for your podcast, and and I've been listening, and it's it's really cool what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Well. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and for our very special guest, Chris Cook. We thank you over and over and over again for all your time and your wonderful, thoughtful stories. So until next time, folks. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we want to keep the conversation going. Share your leadership stories with us, whether they're dreams come true or some nightmares you want to talk through. You can visit us at poponleadership.com or over at Instagram at poponleadership. And a very special thanks to our friends and family who have supported us from the beginning and to Pam Rodriguez who helped make this crazy dream a reality. Thank you. See you next time.